Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, December 17th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from a snow-covered drum city. Happy to be joined by Dwayne Long. Dwayne, how goes it on this Tuesday? Well, you know, if I could see the sun, it would help. So you people who live outside of the Columbus-Dayton area, if you could uh, send a memo and remind the sun that, you know, stop back by, it, it, we, we'd really appreciate it. If you need to go out to Arizona to find the sun and the Fiesta Bowl, you can go with Bucknuts. Go to the site right now. We've got an ad for that. We'd love for you to come along with us. We'd also love for you to be along with us tomorrow, the early signing day. As always, there are some interesting storylines that jump up right before the day. For Ohio State, they usually concern an assistant coach going elsewhere to be a head coach and what happens to the guys he recruited. That is the case with Ohio State this year. Jeff Halfway is off to Boston College. The secondary guru has left Clark Phillips in the lurch generally regarded as the West Coast best defensive back, committed to Ohio State out of La Habra, California. He is now wavering, visited Utah. Word is Ohio State coaches have been in touch with them, and they do not know what's going to happen. Clark Phillips is the highest-rated defensive player in Ohio State's class. Your thoughts on his commitment to Ohio State kind of hanging in the balance here? Well, I mean, you hope you get a guy like that. His His film is outstanding. Uh, about the only thing that you could really look at with him and and uh, and deny him five star status is that he's uh, five. He's listed at five ten. Maybe he's five foot ten. Uh, you know, bigger corners. You almost have to have him in this day and age uh, when you've got uh, Garrett Wilson's running around out there that are going to go over top of guys like that and just kill him all day. Uh, it, it, we'd love to have him, but you're going to leave Ohio State and go to Utah. I I just need to see that happen before I uh you know I I believe it. Um, hopefully we hang on to him. Uh, I like what we've got. We got a couple of big corners. Uh, in particular, the one guy I want Buckeye Nation to be aware of the guy that I think is easily the steal of this class is Ryan Watts. We went back after him hard. He was a guy that committed early to Oklahoma. Uh, He wasn't well known, but I'm telling you, when I look at his film, I I realize what I'm saying here when I, when I make this statement, I see a kid that can, can be like a CUDA big corner, great feet and hips to turn and run, very aggressive, He's just got a natural ability to cover. I think he's easily the most underrated corner in the entire class, uh, easily. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, that we've got the position covered. It isn't like, what are we going to do now? We've got a big hole at one corner. Definitely love to have Clark Phillips, but I think Ryan Watts is, is, is a kid to, to keep an eye on. I think what you just said largely sums up what the staff thinks right now. I know they are super high on Ryan Watts at a Little Elm, Texas. Clark Phillips is a great player. There's no doubt about that. Any review you read of him speaks in glowing terms, but you did mention he's a little bit on the smaller side. When a guy is considering Utah over Ohio State, like you said, I almost question the human being making the decision if you choose Utah. I heard what his dad had to say about you know, he could be the man at Utah, and he knows Ohio State would prep him for the pros. And Utah has put guys in the pros, but it doesn't make any sense to me. They're being sold a bill of goods. They're in a lurch. I'd be very careful. The other biggie, C.J. Stroud, Elite 11 champion quarterback out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. He visited Ohio State just the other day. He's going to be committing tomorrow at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, 9.30 for him out there. How big of a deal is it to get C.J. in this class? Well, I think it's huge. If you get both Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, that's this quarterback class uh, that we've ever recruited here. We've never had a couple of guys this highly rated, this, you know, guys that you could comfortably say, I don't want to play any freshman anywhere, especially quarterback, but these guys, they could play if we need to. I uh, I, I looked at Stroud just a few days ago, and the kid's got all the tools. Uh, he's got a great-looking frame. He needs that little muscle in his upper body. He moves great. He throws well. He makes good decisions. He seems like a really great kid. And, you know, you got to have character in your locker room. If you don't have character in your locker room, I don't know how, I don't care how much talent you got in there, something's going to go wrong. Really impressed with this kid. And, and for him and Miller to both come in, and, and you need it, Dan. Quarterback in offensive linemen. Highest washout rates of any positions, no question about it. So having two of them in here, two guys let them duel for it after Fields leaves, and uh, you know just you know the other one's going in the transfer uh, portal. Okay, wish them all the luck in the world. Bring some more kids in. That's the only way to do it now. It's changed the the uh, you know the transfer portal is a problem in some ways, but I think it's overall a better way. You get dead weight off your roster. You can just be honest with kids because you know you're not. I mean, before the transfer portal, what did we have? We had kids, they transfer, they'd have to sit out a year, and, and it just made their lives, you know, if you put them in a bad position, you're not going to play here, but uh, you're going to have to waste a year of eligibility uh, going somewhere else. So this way you could just sit down and be honest with kids and say, look, we've been looking at things at your position and something is going to have to go drastically wrong for us for you to, for you to play. So now you have the option to go somewhere else. So, it, you know, it works out. You keep the, the top kid and the other leaves, and then you bring in more kids. That's just the way it's going to be going forward, and I think overall it's a good thing.
I think when it comes to quarterback, this has become the new template, the new standard, largely based on the results. Look at the quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurst, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, all were transfer quarterbacks. Even if you don't win the original challenge, Joe Burrow got beat out by Dwayne Haskins. How bad did that hurt him? Not at all. It didn't hurt Dwayne either. Especially a quarterback. That's just the new way of the world. You go somewhere, you try it out. And if your spot doesn't work out there, you figure it out somewhere else. What the transfer portal has done is just allow people to jigsaw quarterbacks into the best opening spots. So for the quarterback position, I think it's helped everything. I'd have to see some more data to see how it works for every other position. But quarterback, it is a definite double-up spot. All right, you talked about Ryan Watts. Why don't you let everybody know one of the guys that's going to sign for offense and one of the guys that's going to sign for defense tomorrow that you really have a fancy for. For me on defense, it's Lathan Ransom. I believe that this kid, I look at our depth, and after Proctor, I see question marks. I mean, it's been an ongoing thing with safety. We have recruited the hell out of cornerbacks. Uh, safety, we're just now getting back to where we, we uh, you know, have uh, some guys to look at. I'm looking at the ones we got right now. William White, to me, would have been a perfect example. I don't know what the hell happened there. But Proctor is going to hold down one job, and then it's who else is going to going to be in there. I've never had a thing about uh, uh, Hooker. I just I thought he was a tweener everywhere. Um, you know, he's obviously in there. Uh, I, I think the odds on is Reap. He is uh he's a kid that I always projected at, at uh safety even when he came in as a cornerback. I just did not see the hips and feet of a of a cornerback. So he's probably odds on. But uh it's not gonna be Hooker, it's not gonna be Went. I'm thinking that Ransom, from what I've seen ahead of this kid, he can come in and play right away. When you look at our, our depth, who's who's available, you look at his talent, and then you look at the fact that probably the easiest position in all of football to come in and play early is safety. Yeah, you really don't want freshmen back there. You don't want freshmen in your lineup. You really don't. Some rise above, right, you know, you've got the Garrett Wilsons of the world. But uh, you don't expect that. I think Ransom can come in here and play right away a good bit. And if he's a starter by the end of next season, I'm not going to be surprised. So that's my defensive guy. But also throw Watts out there. He's almost six foot three. He's got the feet and hips of a cornerback. My only concern about him is just he's a big kid. He could outgrow the position. Uh, he's my dark horse. On offense, of course, it's it's Julian Fleming. Had the opportunity to see him a couple of times last week, just a couple of different films and. I'm telling you, in all the years I've been doing this, I would put Julian Fleming, no question, in the top ten receivers that I've ever evaluated. And he could be top five in all the years. He is really special. He's got hands. He's got top-end speed. He's elusive. He beats the first tackler every time. Just every time. He's going to beat him. He's strong. That's one thing that gets overlooked. He is not looking to avoid all tacklers. He'll take them on. He uses a stiff arm. He breaks tackles, and he finishes runs. He's not running out of bounds a lot. When the run's over, he's going to drop his shoulder and get what he can out of it. I love the kid's attitude. He's a unique athlete. 
And I just think about him and Wilson and Olave on the field at the same time next year. That's enough for defensive coordinators to start having nightmares now. Don't don't wait till the season starts next year. Right now, just go ahead and start having your nightmares. That's that's my guy on offense. There's no question about it. And uh, and my dark horse is Wipier. Wipier is big time. Uh, I you would think Paris Johnson? Well, Paris Johnson's going to play. I'm saying dark horse. As far as who is my choice, it was down to Fleming and uh, Paris Johnson. But uh, Wipier, I'm telling you, this kid is a special talent. What we're doing in the middle of the line with Harry Miller and and bringing in this kid, we are we're really stacking some some guys that can play center, and you know then they can kick out the guard when you need them because they're big enough kids. So often centers are are a little smaller. You don't necessarily want them out at guard. Uh, guards can play center. You'd rather your centers were not playing guards. These guys can. So you increase your your inside uh, options on the offensive line with these kind of guys. Wipier, I'm really impressed with. Yeah, Luke Whipler, the center from New Jersey, and we had a Freudian slip earlier with William and Brendan White. They've got plenty to handle these days. You mentioned it. Ohio State is putting together offensive talent. I mean, nobody in the Big Ten could stop them this year, and their offense is going to be just as good or better next year. So, yes, there will be some questions on defense and a major personnel turnover, but they are recruiting like just gangbusters on offense. So the gap is not going to close by much if it does at all. We'll take a quick commercial break. Be back to talk bowl prep. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. Dwayne, you have been a tremendous proponent over the years of what can get accomplished during bowl prep, not just for the bowl game itself or the playoff game in this case. Who are a couple of young guys you're focused on that can really make a leap during bowl prep? Uh, for me, the, the one big one is as the season wore on, uh, the guy that just kept flashing for me was uh, Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison is, I think, this is a kid that is going to be compared in a very short period of time to Chase Young. He's a little bigger kid, uh, but he moves just as quickly, and he plays so hard. That was always a question with him. Is this a highly motivated kid? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I think he answered that question. He's played extremely well. I think he's going to lock down uh, the rush-in position. You know, we always thought he'd grow into a, uh, a strong side end, and he very well could. But next year, I think he's going to be the man as a weak side uh, attack end. He's just got all the tools. He's my guy on, on defense. On offense, I'm looking for Harry Miller to start making a move here into contention to to be the first guy off the bench on those inside spots. I think that what we could very well see next year is Harry uh, Harry Miller playing left guard and preparing for uh, Josh Myers to move on and slide into the center spot. Uh, I like him. Who I want to step up, Pierre 
Petite Ferrer has got to step up. We need him to be, if he doesn't take the left tackle spot, if he doesn't make his move now, he's going to be pressed really hard by Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson is a highly motivated kid with great athleticism, uh, natural football talent, and he's got a nasty streak. And those last two things, you know, we're, we see such a great a- athlete out there in Petit Ferrer, but we have not seen him yet become a great football player. He's still inconsistent. I still need him to play with a little bit more attitude and play to the whistle. He just seems like a really nice, easy-going kid. Well, he's going to have to, uh, uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the greatest to ever play the game, Orlando Pace had that same temperament off the field. But on the field, Orlando Pace was, uh, he got things done. And we need that. We need this kid to step up. We need that unique athlete out there. And we'd like to give Paris Johnson the opportunity to develop, uh, you know, come in and play some of that left tackle, uh, play some on the right side too, just to just to get acclimated, get in the gym some more. Because that's one thing I saw about him looking at his body in some pictures is uh, as dominating as he is, he's a kid that could add add some muscle. Uh, the other kid, Dewan Jones. But I'm more interested in what he's going to do off season. Get maybe 20, 25 more pounds off of him. And I love the kid coming out of high school, playing at about 370, 380, and still moving like that. He could be a real impact player for us, Dan. He's a big boy now, that's for sure. And he has certainly come along quicker than they expected. Make sure you have it locked in here, Bucknut, starting tomorrow morning. Up and early, we will be on it as the faxes, emails, and carrier pigeons arrive. It's going to be a big day. C.J. Stroud at 1230 Eastern, and we'll have the Clark Phillips News as soon as it busts. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.